Welcome everyone to episode 481 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Today we're going to be talking about more Cyberpunk 2077. Corey has joined us. He's got his game. He's put in some hours. Will, I know you kind of switch platforms, so you probably talk about your experience with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 on PC instead of Xbox, right? Yep. I have a dilemma that I want to uh, ask you guys and get your opinion on. You guys mm-hmm. have played a lot more than me. I've played two total hours between my two platforms. Uh-huh. Um, I just need your help Gotcha. settling something for me. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I've got about 40 hours uh, altogether. Oh, so, Wow. Yeah, but I'm probably not as far in the story as Corey is. It doesn't seem like. So there's that. Any side stuff, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's going to be the main topic. Anything anyone want to tease for later on the episode? Uh, I played a little Yes, Your Grace on game through Game Pass. Okay. And I also, I totally forgot about this. I played maybe half an hour of CrossCode last night. Oh. another Game Pass game. Um, I just went to the, on the Game Pass dashboard in, in the Microsoft, um, whatchamacallit, on the Xbox. I went to the titles that are Series X optimized. Uh-huh. Those games, even though they're small indie games. Um, I don't know. The, the marketing on that worked for me. And I downloaded both those games and played them. So Nice. Yeah, I don't have anything new to talk about, just cyberpunk. So, um, yeah, that's everything. Oh, we'll probably have some uh, Snowpocalypse 2020 stories, right? That's right, yeah. We, are, we, we were in the epicenter of the of the storm, so. Oh, God, it's still talk not. About the that. roads still aren't shoveled or no. plowed. Oh, they're not. It's four days later. I went to like see a friend who came in um, last night, and her sister's house was on one of those side roads in Endwell and there was enough plowed for maybe one car. Uh, like the oncoming car had to pull into a driveway so I couldn't uh-huh. go by. Uh-huh. That's how like things are not really. Yeah, and that's in the in the suburbs. Yep. So I feel bad for all those drivers who are trying to plow roads. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. So yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. But yeah, Cyberpunk, uh, Corey, you were on last week, so let's get your thoughts on Cyberpunk so far. Cyberpunk is a weird, weird game. I, there, there's part of it that's like calling me to be to love it because I think it does one thing pretty well, but then everything else to me just feels mediocre. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not sure. the best. It's not the best combat we've seen. It's not the best uh, character progression we've seen. It's not the best quest design mm-hmm. we've seen. You know, all those things are just mediocre in my mind. But I do think they. The, the world building is really the compelling part of this game. Um, and s- I guess some of the mechanics that relate to that cyberpunk hacker uh, gameplay is, is, is pretty good, but I don't even think like that part of it is as well done as it could have been. Mm. Uh, so when you take all that mediocrity, in my opinion, and pair it with a whole bunch of bugs... Um, to me, the game just feels like an okay game. I'm not. It. I'm. I'm a little bummed out because I'm playing obviously the uh, last gen version of the game. The new gen version hasn't come out. I am playing on Xbox Series X, so I mm-hmm. do get the the benefit of that a little bit. Um, I've seen some of the the footage of the original Xbox and PlayStation yeah. 4, and uh, man, I I do feel sorry for those people, and I do think they they should allow refunds in those cases. Mm-hmm. Um, 
kind of a no man's sky situation in, in my mind yeah uh but that said playing on the series x i'm just not impressed with the spectacle at all it just it, stuff feels a little bit washed out it feels kind of sparsely populated um you don't get the the field of view that you i saw in your gameplay footage dan like just these beautiful cityscapes um I think the one I watched you play, it was like in the rain at night and you yeah. the bright neon lights that are all over the place. And that like really high fidelity view of night city is, is gorgeous. And I'm not even getting that on, uh, in my opinion, Xbox series X, I think it looks fine. Uh-huh. It just doesn't blow me away uh, in any way, shape or form. Sure. To me, the game overall just sort of feels like a bunch of inexperienced developers made a triple a game. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, to piggyback off of that, it kind of goes along with what I said last week, and that's that um, I really like the game, but there's nothing there's nothing there that's next level or groundbreaking, right? I mean, um, yeah. I, I, I the like I said, the world crafting is is very well done. I'm really into the story now too, uh, which I wasn't necessarily uh, as much into it last week, um, but I've really gotten into the story. I really like um, all this all the side missions are are our cd project red-esque um you know there's interesting interesting moments there some of them feel like they're tying together they're threading together into a larger narrative uh which is cool um so yeah i i, I kind of feel the same way but I, although i will say the more i play it the more i do like it too um it definitely has that feel too like i mentioned like the game is calling to me in some way that yeah I clearly articulate but it does it is one of those games that i feel like uh will eventually really get its hooks in me and i want to see it through and it will stick with me uh just just based on what i'm seeing so far so that is probably what's going to be the driving force to to get me through it um i just don't know if i'm going to do that now or if i'm just going to wait wait right yeah uh, since you said that can i bring up my dilemma yeah absolutely so i love this style of game uh like the deus ex kind of futury like cybernetics like augmented uh style of game um i like those type of plots so i naturally really 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 want to like this but i'm kind of considering not playing it now waiting until i don't know march when things get more ironed out the next gen version comes out for series x or they optimize it a little bit better on pc and i'm kind of thinking of playing the witcher 3 in its place now yeah um, so i'm kind of going back and forth on that i really want to play cyberpunk right now but i also think it might be best to just wait because from reviews that i've seen people really like it it's just the the technical stuff is driving me crazy or driving them crazy. And after playing Valhalla, I don't know if I want to trudge through another potentially sure. buggy game because my biggest pet peeve visual bugs don't bother me. And we talked about this last week, Dan, but like quest progression getting stopped or not getting achievements. Like I have an achievement on Valhalla that I still haven't gotten, which is the creating the John Viking, um, which is like something you do within the first five hours of the game and it yeah. won't unlock for me. And like, it's pretty frustrating yeah. and like i had quests not finish and stuff like that so like i don't really particularly want to deal with that again so i'm thinking of waiting and playing a game like the witcher on my computer and doing that and then coming back to cyberpunk when it's at its best because i want to like it really really bad now's a really good time to settle into the witcher if you're not working that much and it's christmas time 
and yeah. it's winter. Now's a great time to play that because it's it it looks it's gonna look superb on your computer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the with the the G Sync and and it'll probably run at max frames on your ultra wide monitor. It's gonna look superb. Okay. Uh, that game, you know, it's got everything ironed out at this point. It's uh, you know, it's got uh, all the, the DLC and everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got one of my kids yeah. is behind me with his headphones got, on. You got a buddy. He's ready to podcast, in. Yes, he is. What does uh, he feel about cyber cyberpunk? Uh, they've only seen blurbs of it. I usually, if I'm playing when they're up, I'll usually like pause it. <laughs> unless, unless I'm just wandering around. If I'm wandering around, that's fine. But it's got a lot of stuff in it that you know kids shouldn't see. I was actually surprised within the first hour of the nudity that was immediately yep. apparent. I was like, oh wow, well, it, get, had, it gets uh, worse. I had <laughs> Sophie design my character. Uh, uh-huh. Just. I didn't really care. I don't typically really care what my person looks like, and it gives her a way to like be interested in the game a little bit. And she was appalled isn't the right word, but her reaction was appalled, appalled uh-huh. appalling towards the uh, the ability to design the the pubic hair on the on the missus. Oh yeah, I, a lot of customization. Yeah. I was surprised by that too. I was yeah. like, wow, okay, yeah. I did want to go back to something you said, Will, because um, typically visual bugs don't bother me either in any way, shape, or form. But I think in this game they do only because the best part of that game is I, I still think they're, the storytelling is really good. It's, it's CG, CD Projekt Red. Uh, it's their strong suit. Um, I, do, I heard some criticisms about it, but I, I think it's just a different story from The Witcher. It's a totally different setting, yeah. universe, you know, whatever. Um, but in this case, since the world building and storytelling are the strongest parts of the game, uh, it, it kind of really takes me out of it when I'm sitting having a serious conversation with a character and they're like getting up and out of their chair, like sitting up and, you know, standing yeah, and standing up like over and over again repeatedly for no good reason. Um, it's just goofy and it takes away from the serious contents of whatever con- conversation you're having. Yeah, because V is kind of an edgelord. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, just like how, I don't know, like in the first hour, like when you're going through, I, I chose Corpo Life Path. So like my starting point was like, I'm in a corporate office. And um, like to head the way he's just talking to his employees, like, I don't have time for that. Send it to me. <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, he's kind of like a, an edgelord type of character. So like, yeah, everything he's doing is super serious. So yeah, that could definitely break immersion and pretty much everything with the game. Yep. So I could yep. definitely see that. Yep. Um, and I also like very early in the game, I messaged Will this, but I think as of right now, my experience with both games, I think, and it's comparing apples to oranges, so it's not really fair, but I guess if I'm scoring the two games, I'll give, I'd give Valhalla a higher score uh, than Cyberpunk. And one of the things I really appreciate from Valhalla, which we talked about when we did that episode, was the way they design the side quests is they're not really in your face at all until you're ready to deal with them and they're yeah. short contained little experiences in cyberpunk i was maybe like three hours in the game in the middle of the prologue like i didn't even really know what i was doing and at one point the world opened up a little bit and i looked at my quest log and i already had like seven quests none of them registered in my brain like i things would pop up i'd get phone calls messages whatever but I just read them, read them in that moment and then kind of forget about them until I went back and looked at this quest log. And I'm like, oh, my God, I already have these six quests. I don't recall where any of them came from, who uh-huh. these people are. Like, this is already overwhelming. And in that vein, I'm about 
I think like 15, 16, somewhere out in their hours into the game, um, I wrapped up a quest in this area I hadn't been before. And then as I was just walking around, like trying to go to one of the fast travel term- terminals, I got three separate quests from the same person. Two of them seemed extremely urgent. And then she followed up with the third one, like a separate separate conversation, called me again and said, hey, I got this thing. Uh, it's not urgent, but whenever you get to it. And I'm like, you just you just told me this last thing that you want me to do that's urgent. Like, what, what am I supposed to do here? Um, it's just too much. And I don't know. It, it's not fun when you're doing a shopping list of quests rather than immersing yourself in whatever the task at hand is and dealing with it organically than like okay i gotta just run down this list of shit i don't remember and follow these waypoints like uh-huh. i don't know i i think valhalla does it right most games don't do it right these days um at least not games that do have a robust world outside of the main story sure yeah that's a fair that's a fair point and it gets worse once you uh once you do the early a uh, big story item, right, Corey? Once the rest of the game world opens up, you kind of get all that stuff all at once in your feed. So, yeah. Uh, and and right now, I'm getting um, constant car buying requests. Like, I don't feel like that needs to pop up and be in your face. That should be yeah. like just a smaller notification. Uh, I mean, that one of my favorite things about this game is the cars. I think the cars and vehicles are all awesome, and uh, but. Yeah, they could do that better, I think. How do you feel about driving the two? I like it. You like it? I like uh, it. Okay. I mean, it's not super easy on keyboard and mouse. I might see if I can hook up my controller and drive with my controller and play the rest of the game with keyboard and mouse. Uh, some games will allow you to do that, so maybe I'll see if I can do that. But it's it's fine. I did one of the races yesterday. Okay, I, I haven't done a race yet. I, I just well, unlocked that part. I like that um, character. Yeah, that runs them. You you meet the character a little bit early on, and then she calls you after you meet and says, "Hey, I got this thing that I'm interested in. You want to join me?" And I don't, like that's what I'm talking about with responding to those things in the moment more organically than just like checking items off your your quest list. Is you know this character called me. I remembered that I happened to remember this character because it was recent to what I had done, and uh, I took it on in that moment and was able to enjoy it in that moment with can't it's impossible to do that with all the, the noise that's constantly bombarding you it's yeah just en- endless messages and phone calls and i don't know if i'm playing the game wrong or what but like holy smokes every time you go to a new area it's a new character calls you and says hey like you don't know me but i got work for you and it's just like this is weird yeah i i have heard that there's a lot of very weird design choices in this game oh so I'm glad you mentioned that because I don't know if you guys remember, but I messaged you. I'm like, there are some really bizarre game design decisions they made about this game. And what I was referring to in that moment was I was in the menu and the menu made no noise whatsoever. There was no background music when you're flipping through tabs, didn't make any sounds. And I'm like, that just seems odd. Like you want that audio feedback as you're flipping through the menu. Uh, but then I realized it was just a bug. And oh. <laughs> it wasn't making noise. So they were having a lot of audio issues. Like one of them, I saw a reviewer talk about like if he shot a car and it was about to explode and it was off of the screen, it wouldn't make sound. But if he was looking at it, it would. So it would just be like, just turn. There's no sound, even though it blew up. If you looked at it, it would blow up and like showed a video of it. 
which is really weird because if you're shooting a car and it blows up, you want to hear it or like while you're walking away or whatever. And no, made no noise. Yeah, I've I've definitely experienced many audio issues. Um, one of my favorite bugs though was I was talking to a character who's more or less a hologram. I won't spoil anything. Um, <clears throat> and he was smoking a cigarette, and then after he left, the cigarette was still hanging in the air, just <laughs> still, just the cigarette. That was it. The rest of the character was gone. Uh huh. Um, so that was funny. I already talked about the characters jumping out of the chairs. I had one thing that really confused me in my um, <clears throat> menu or in my inventory uh, where you can equip, at least for me, it's only three different weapons. I don't know if that changes later in the game. but Not as far as I know. The middle one, no matter what I equipped in there, um, it had the REQ label on it, meaning I didn't meet the requirements to use it, but uh -huh. I had and it didn't matter what weapon I put in there. And that caused me a ton of confusion for a long time because I was trying to put a weapon in there that I could use, but it kept telling me I didn't meet the requirements, but it was just a bug, and it was really annoying. Um, I don't know. I There are a ton of bugs, and it does take me out of it, and it's a problem. And part of me is like, geez, if I bought this on PlayStation, I might take them up on the refund. Refund, yeah. Yeah, because apparently it does run bad enough on the OG PlayStation and Xbox PlayStation Four and Xbox One that it looks ter it looks terrible. Like, well, do we want to talk a little controversy then with yeah. the yeah. with everything going on? Well, the first thing I want to say is this game was supposed to come out in September. Could you imagine if it came out in September? No. Oh man, it would be it would be a bloodbath. So, like, the big stuff that's been going on right now is Xbox and Sony both amended their uh, refund policies. So, basically, if you bought Cyberpunk 2077, you will be getting a refund if you want it. So, that's what's going on. I do know CD Projekt Red has started paying some refunds out of their own pocket as well. Because the game sold really, really, really well. Um, I know they already made back the money that they spent on development time. Um so, like, that's what's going on, but, like, they shipped it very clearly not ready, and uh, Sony actually completely took it off its store. Dan, I know you said... I thought it was I thought it was just PS4, but it's both PS4 and PS5, yep. play, this PlayStation store in general, it's off. Yeah, I got yeah. some friends to confirm that it was PS5 store as yep. well, so uh, I think that's a big deal, because the last game that I remember this happening for was Arkham Knight on Steam, was the last game that I remember being taken off a store. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean... Microsoft has that killer exclusive now. It's <laughs> a good, it's a good point. Um, but that's a big, big deal in my opinion. And honestly, like I know, like you said, well, it's a controversy. I think that's a, I think it's a good thing um, for Sony to do that because it sends the message to developers that you need to do a better job with your games. Yeah. Um, and who wins? We do. The mm. consumers, you know, we, the people buying the games are the ones who win in that situation. So. Uh, as much of a kind of fanboy of CD Projekt Red that I am, um, I think I think that punishment is apt. Yeah. And I hadn't considered your point about Microsoft now having an exclusive, but I guess it works out <laughs> for Microsoft too. I don't know. We'll see. But I also think it runs on console the best on Series X too. So yeah. I think um... it's run pretty well for me. I mentioned though just the graphical fidelity. It's just not there. It's just I don't know. It, a lot of times the texture pop in like you get that shitty texture if you're moving really quickly and then if you slow down and look in, at something and that's when the texture fills in yeah that's really annoying uh, i hate that i don't know i'm really looking forward to whatever the next gen version looks like there's uh one reviewer um 
for anybody who uh, is curious, it's like, I think it's ACG on YouTube. Uh, he said he counted in his like 20 hours, a thousand different bugs, not different oh bugs, God. but just bugs in general. What, he, uh, what version out of curiosity, do you know? I think he was playing on both PC and one of the new gen consoles. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so he was combining them, but he also heard a lot of streamers saying, Oh, I've had no bugs too. So he, and like a few of the people that like help him out with some stuff, checked out other streamers that were saying that there was no bugs and they were seeing bugs happen like all like everywhere. Um, so like he was getting into it. It was just like, you know, it's the difference between like, do people notice that versus people who don't? He's like, it's my job to notice that. So if some streamer is just playing it and not paying close enough attention, they yeah. might miss it. So like, I get that. Uh, and obviously if you're my, okay, with bugs, like by all means play and enjoy the game. But he's like, yeah, the, the front end of this game or the back end technically is just a, a mess technically. So very interesting stuff. Yeah, I've, I've had, I mean, I've had, other than the early bugs that I talked about getting stuck in, in um, the hacking mode happened to me one time that got me killed. And then what was the other one? Oh, I got stuck in the environment one time that got me killed. Uh, I haven't had anything serious. Uh, it's it's minor, uh, again, visual bugs for me. It's the occasional floating items. Uh, I had a floating car. I had the one that I I saw, but then I saw someone post on Twitter about it where your your body kind of like floats out of the car when you're driving. It's only happened to me once. I don't know why it was just once, but it did just happen once. Uh, that was silly, but yeah, for me it's mostly just like little little visual things. Uh, I haven't had anything one, serious yet. Sorry, sorry oh, to ahead. jump on your your train of thought there, but uh, regarding the car bugs, my favorite one is when you're riding with somebody and they're driving. And there's like a rack and like people in the middle of the road and they just don't even slow Plow down through it. through it. And you hear like bodies <laughs> squishing and the, the car crashing and they just keep going like nothing's happened. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's crazy. It's happened to me twice. So nice. then let, let me ask the two of you then for people who have actually played it underneath all of these technical issues. Is it a, it's a, is it a solid game? Good game. I really like it. As I said, and the more I play it, the more I like it. Um, yeah, I, I okay. think so. I'm, uh, I yes, I think, uh, like I started saying, like there is something there that's compelling me to keep playing it, and I think that stuff is well done enough that people that enjoy a a good story well told will um will also enjoy it. But I don't know, it's it's really tough for me to recommend it because because of the situation that it's in, you never know what somebody's experience with it is going to be. Yeah. Um, it, I, in well, with the, the graphical issues that i'm seeing like it's unless you're getting on a pc i don't know i'd wait yeah it's a stand it's a standard open world game is is the the issue i think a lot of people are having like like i said i think uh everyone was expecting something magical and to an extent i think we we're sold that line uh, but it's a you know it's just a it's an open world game so, like, a couple things towards that. A lot of people say the game's been in development for almost a decade, but it wasn't. What happened yeah. was I've been following this pretty closely, so, like, I've listened to what kind of Jason Schreier has been saying, and he said that developers that he knows that are in CD Projekt Red were saying that, like, in 2016, they're like, yeah, we're not really doing anything right now because, like, the top dogs can't figure out what game they want to make. So the development for the game didn't start until like 2016. 
which is interesting because like we got that teaser before the witcher 3 even came out uh so like we knew this uh cyberpunk 2077 was something that they were doing uh we were just kind of under the impression that it was in fact being developed at the time but it wasn't it was just kind of like in its planning phases and they didn't really start development until it was like a four-year development cycle which is pretty standard um so I think a lot of people think, oh, like I knew about this game for almost a decade. It should be more polished and put together. But like it obviously wasn't. Uh, so that's one thing that I've uh, been noticing about Cyberpunk and what people have been saying. I wonder how much the pandemic have has influenced the the final touches, the final stages of development in the game. Like if, if that didn't happen, would they have had, you know, a little bit more of an efficient yeah uh bug squashing process i don't know so they did cite that actually uh if there was some interview with somebody on the team um and he said yeah the pandemic kind of hurt because i think this was just press he did before the game came out he said it was tough because like something that we would just be in the office for to be able to figure out like you know like that he said we would have to try to be like hey can you zoom right now and wait like an hour for a response so issues that would take maybe 20 minutes in like yeah. in studio time took days to be able to iron out which yeah. it's it's funny some studios have adapted perfectly fine and some have really struggled so it's kind of interesting to see all of that happen yeah so i don't know i uh it sucks i, I mean i think the i tried to avoid any information about the game just because i was really excited to play it mm-hmm. um so I don't I don't know if maybe I overhyped it in my head because of that, rather than if I had been paying attention all along, I might have my ex- expectations might have been tempered. I mean, but I don't know because I haven't looked at any of the trailers or anything that came out in advance. What I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but what would you say in that regard, Dan? You seem to allude that they may have oversold what the game is, but I don't know. Yeah. I- I don't know if I if necessarily that that's true. I I might have misspoke there a little bit, but because oh, okay. uh, I I do think people's expectations were sky high for the game. Yeah. Um, I think I did a pretty good job of managing my expectations because it's about what I expected. Um, you know, really, what I wanted out of this game was a uh, being able to experience the cool world of cyberpunk 2077 and and have a good story Uh, outside of that you know i just kind of let everything fall into place for for the developer's vision for the game so um i i don't know i like all the hacking systems the combat it's it's fine um you know it's not uh it's not I don't know what's Death a good world beating. Yeah, Destiny is a good example. Yeah, it's but it, but at the same time, it's it's an RPG. It's not supposed to be like that necessarily. But yeah, um, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. So I think like with you, Corey, was you like okay? You see the new game from CD Projekt Red coming out six years after The Witcher Three. Um, I mean, everybody loves CD Projekt Red. Everybody talks about Witcher Three being one of the greatest games to come out like within the last decade. So I think without even looking at anything, you have high expectations for it because it is CD Projekt Red. They usually put out a very high quality game uh, and it's their next like new IP. So I think, yeah, you have a lot of expectations regardless of what you see. Yeah. Um, I've never even played The Witcher. You guys did. And I, I, even I was hyped for this game to come out and play it. I was really excited to play it. So like to see all the issues it's having really bums me out because I wanted to play it. So 
that's what I would say probably, Corey, of why you were extremely hyped and kind of let down. And because they didn't – it's tough to say that the game isn't great, um, but we don't know because of everything going on. We don't know what's uh, where the future for it lies, too. Yeah, well, I used to make fun of CG Project Red as the good guy developer, like always – taking the populist stance on things um, to the point of it being annoying right right yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they make true on that and really support this game and continue to, to build upon it which i think they will because i don't know what else they have in the queue or if they have any games coming out soon but it's probably got to be their cash cow for a little while yeah. yeah uh i'd be i'll be interested to see what they add in in for because uh, i know they're doing like they did with the witcher they're doing a bunch of free pieces of DLC, and then they'll probably have like expansions, like like with The Witcher. Uh, so, I mean, what do you what do you want to see added? Oh, Dan, I'm glad you brought that up. Well, <laughs> okay. I mean, what do I want to see added? Obviously, I want the next gen version of the game, so I can sure. see how just beautiful uh, Night City can be. Um, and that's honestly that's that game is the reason I bought a Series X. Sure, like, I wanted to experience that with great visuals, and I. I'm an idiot and didn't realize that I wasn't even getting the next gen version of the game. They um, didn't. They didn't make that clear until afterwards. I don't think. Well, and I mentioned to you guys. I think at some point they made an announcement about it, right? Yeah, and I knew that, and that's why in my head I'm like, I'm not going to get a new gen console. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna do a new PC. And I remember asking you about a new PC, and then I guess that little nugget of wisdom just left my brain over time, and I just forgot that that was the case. Yeah. I just bought the Xbox, all excited to play Cyberpunk. Um, but anyway, what do I want to see added? I don't know if this is already in the game, but um, reading a lot of those shards, the digital shards, uh, there are space stations, and there are politics going on between the several space stations. Yeah, I... Real quick, I, I was driving and the news was on and like whatever car I had stolen and was driving. And yeah, they were talking about uh, so, so one of the space stations got got raided by another. But yeah, Action. it was it, I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So I don't know if the game takes you there. It might. Um, I don't I have no idea, but uh, I'd love to see something built out in that world with with I think the 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 game loop in in cyberpunk i think is perfect for a space setting you know all the hacking and stuff like that that you do so yeah i hope that's where they go with it but um i don't know more i haven't seen the full game but more game systems i like even the character growth to me we talk we talked about this for valhalla is like if your growth just amounts to a stat boost that's really boring i'm sorry and in this game, it's a combination of the two. Like, your abilities can be a stat boost or it can be, you know, something cool. And same with, like, the cybernetics. It can be a stat boost or it can be something cool. But uh -huh. um, I can't really make a judgment call on on the, the amount of systems that are in the game. But I feel like the world is big enough and rich enough that it'd be interesting to have more, like, fun asides, fun little mini games, like an arcade. I used to love going to Gold Saucer and Final Fantasy VII, you know, like that kind of stuff that really immerses you in the world and, and gives you options on how you want to spend your time in that world. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, the thing I want to see the most outside of, of course, always more story content. I mean, one of the, the best expansions for me ever in a game was, uh, the, the Witcher threes. Um, 
I don't even remember. Is it Blood and Wine? Maybe uh, where they Blood and Wine. where they take you to a completely different uh, part of the world, and it's bright and luscious and and beautiful. And uh, so I, I'm hoping for something like that somewhere somewhere else in the world because the world is is really cool. Uh, it makes me interested in the cyberpunk uh, pen and paper RPG. That the, that this is based off of. I knew I knew of it because uh, our our friend Graham's older brother played Cyberpunk back in the day. So I I, I knew about it. I long long time ago. I uh, never got to play it, but I didn't know about it. Uh, so yeah, seeing other parts of the world would be cool. And uh, I would like to see the ability to customize your vehicles. Uh, that's mm-hmm. something I always love doing in games. That's one of the things I loved about uh, Saints Row was customizing my vehicles after I got them paint new parts you know uh because as i said the vehicles in this game are really really cool um so i would like to be able to customize them and i could see that i could see them adding that uh at some point because you know you don't see your own you don't see your character v a lot um so that sort of customization isn't necessarily as important to me um but when i drive i i'm drive in the third person so i'm like set back from my car so i see my car when i'm driving it uh, I, cause I think the first mission that you actually get to drive, it was locked into the first person and that's really hard to do with the keyboard and mouse. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they would definitely, def- so it's a lot easier to, you know, pull the, pull the view out, but yeah, that would be something I would very much like to see. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I, th- I think my expectations were, were, uh, pretty, pretty accurate for for this game so it's a little more buggy than i thought it would be i will say that mm-hmm. but do you guys think developers like bethesda or publishers like ea are sitting here going <laughs> at cd project red ubisoft <laughs> more than anybody i'd say yeah. ubisoft's like good yeah this know. is the first uh trial cd project red's faced dan you said it best honestly you either die a good guy or live long enough to become the bad guy. Yeah, you yeah, you either die as a hero. I, I don't know what that's from. It might be Bat, Batman. one of the Batman movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. There was like a whole like cringy destructoid uh, comment that was like, see, this is what you gamers get for pre-ordering games. It's like, oh, how dare they pre-order a game they're excited for, you yeah, blowhard. Gee. Like, give me a break. People are stupid. Yeah. Even if Cyberpunk got a three, I st- I'm still gonna buy it and play it. Like, it just, it's not. It doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. Well, if you tell me CD Projekt Red put out a game that got a three out of ten, I'm buying it because I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Where did this go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And that's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm gonna keep playing a ton of it. Uh, as I said, I, I've spent quite a bit of time doing the side stuff I, i'm really into v's story now uh it definitely it definitely takes a turn uh a turn towards the unexpected at least i didn't expect what was going to happen um i usually like to predict what's going to happen in, in in stories so yeah it definitely it definitely was not what i was expecting so i'm excited to see where it goes and and there's multiple endings so uh depending on what you do and and who you help or don't help or whatever affects the ending in different ways so but i'm a ways off i'm a ways off i i uh, i've only done so there's a event a big event kind of early in the game that it seems like the entire first part of the game was just the intro with the way it happens i don't know if you got that impression Corey. 
Yeah, I mean, five hours in, you finally get the title card, right? It wasn't five hours for me. It was 20 hours for me. Oh, really? <laughs> so I felt like that was the intro. Uh, it's a pretty great title card, too. It's fantastic. I was I was pumped when all that stuff was going on. Yeah, um, But then I've done a couple uh, story missions after that. Uh, I started one of the th- one of the threads that you have after that, and it kind of splits off into three parts after that. Three, and I've yeah, I've yeah. done a little bit of one of the parts, so I have You're a long ways to go. Probably in the same spot then, Dan. I'd Maybe I've done just about the same amount. Okay, uh, yeah. So and that's at forty hours, and there's a ton of side missions to do, and so. I yeah, like that the, it's the title card for games has become like the hype moment for the game. Yeah. It's like with Valhalla and Odyssey, like yeah. when that title card showed for the first time, I'm like, oh, let's go. Yeah. In those games, too. I mean, yep. yeah, it's awesome. I love the the title card moment. You forget about it. And then when it happens, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Here you go. <laughs> That's when you know you're getting into the game. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts? Cyberpunk 2077. I will still be playing it. Um, so do we have but... any idea when the next gen version comes out? I haven't heard anything. No, right now they're just they're just putting out patches for bugs. Like the Hotfix 1.05 uh, came out, and it, it actually did pretty significantly improve performance for the PC version. Yeah. So I'm definitely I'm getting like 20 more frames per second, which is significant. So from what I've gathered, uh, they're putting out mini patches until the 21st um, because they were doing holiday break as they should because they've been working hundreds of hours apparently a week Uh um then in january they're putting out a massive patch that's going to fix a lot of stuff and then in in february they're putting out another massive patch after that i don't know i don't know if the next gen versions are going to be a part of those patches or if they're going to wait to iron out the ps4 and xbox one versions first and then do um the next gen versions so i'm not sure i just know January and February, we're getting giant patches to try to fix as much as they can. So, hmm. so then it uh, sounds like I'll go back to Valhalla for six it, months. <laughs> you'll be, you will be playing that all of six months. Um, so I'm gonna guess like probably Q2 next year is about when we'll probably get the. Next year. We'll probably get the Witcher Three next gen port before Cyberpunk. Oh, that's got to be coming, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be next year early, I think. Okay. Yeah, because uh, when I first got my new graphics card, that was that's one of the. Whenever I get a new graphics card, I install a handful of games just to see how they look with you know a new graphics card, and The Witcher was one of them that I installed, and it looks amazing, like just with all the graphics turned up because it's five or six years old at this point. With yeah. all the graphics turned up and and the super high frame rates, it's oh yeah. Will, ultra wide, all that you should. Oh, you should, you should definitely play that. I think that's what I'm gonna jump into. To be honest, um, I'm playing a, like a couple different things right now. Uh, so I think I'm gonna be adding The Witcher to that. I will say, Dan, I was playing Cyberpunk 2077 on the highest settings with the highest ray tracing, and I was uh-huh. getting high 30s to mid 50s in frames. It fluctuated yeah. a lot, but it was above 30, which I was surprised about. So. Yeah. I can't complain, but I also didn't get to any bigger set pieces, so I don't know if it was going to 
dip big time. Yeah, so a lot of times you get to the dips when you're driving around in in very con- like because I know Corey said the 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 world is kind of sparse, but I like I didn't experience that at all. Like when you get up on the highway, there's hundred cars, hundreds of cars. Uh, when you're walking around downtown, there's hundreds of people. Um, so you get you get some stuttering then, but uh, again, G Sync. If you have a G Sync monitor, it you don't notice the stuttering. You do, like I'll just look and see my frames yeah. dropping a little bit, and then when it gets below like forty, which I do have the occasional dip that goes below forty, that's when you notice the stuttering. Will you if you look on your DLSS settings, uh, move it from quality to performance a little bit, and yeah. keep keep the same settings. That should should help. The oh, DL, okay. DLSS is is a game changer. Because uh, I didn't realize it, but I had had ray tracing on for a lot of it, yeah. and I was getting fifty-ish frames. I turned it off. Uh, now I'm up to like ninety, uh, which I, I, it's a better experience for me to play the game at ninety than to have it bounce around like in the fifties. Yeah. So, so it'll flatline the frame a little bit more. Yeah. So, so bump up your your. I don't know what your DLSS settings are at. It's probably like balanced. Maybe move it to performance, but keep the same settings. Okay. And see, and luckily you don't have to restart this game when you change a bunch of that stuff. Some games you have to restart, but you don't uh, okay. with with the uh, yeah the Witcher with Cyberpunk. So okay, yeah, I'll definitely have to look into that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, nibble bits. Do we have anything nibble bits? I have a few. Um. So gamers are doing their weekly tradition of hating micro microtransactions. Um, Ubisoft added them to Valhalla, uh, an XP booster and stuff like that. I don't... Valhalla, you don't need experience boosting literally at all. No, I, the only thing I can think of is if you only do the main story, like if you run from one main story point to another. But I can't imagine playing a game like Valhalla that way. No. Like people are legitimately angry about this. I don't get it. Why? Why do they hate microtransactions so much? You don't have to buy it. Yeah, I don't know. Especially in a single player game. Yeah. Who cares? Like people said, a legitimate criticism of Odyssey was having these, and I was like, I didn't know they were there. I didn't either. I might have looked in the 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 microtransaction store once, just because I. You know, when you're reviewing the game, like you just you need to at least see what's there. Yeah. But after that, I never even thought about it. I I feel like I maybe got a pop up once that says, "Hey, there's new items in the in the shop." But like, cool, I okay. didn't care. Yeah, don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But people are really really upset. Um, again, I don't really get it or really care. Uh, they said they were they said they were going to add them before launch. They were waiting until like over a month past the game. It's past a month they added it it's no surprise yeah no um yeah i agree there's another demo for bravely default 2 basically you can play as much as of the game much of the game as you can but you have a five hour time limit um this is coming out in february uh 25th or something like that end of february yeah so that's exciting that'll be coming up soon uh can't wait to play that so uh we have an awesome jrpg to start off q1 of next year i'm gonna be getting it dan i'm assuming you're gonna get it yeah i don't know if it'll be right away but i will definitely get it Corey, are you gonna get it i'm uh, not sure not sure maybe uh, yeah. potentially yeah i wish switch had game sharing yeah that would be nice, be nice. would be amazing 
Uh, and next, uh, Sephiroth is available in Smash Brothers. All you have to do is a stamina battle, which is cool because it's like kind of like how the Final Fantasy games are. Like if you take hits, like your health bar goes down. And eventually, as soon as you hit zero percent, is when you lose. So that's in there. Um, so Sephiroth can come, or you can get Sephiroth now, or wait until the twenty second to get him of December. Uh, go get him now. It's pretty easy. The stage they added for him is Northern Cave, which is really cool. And I believe they added like nine new tracks for Final Fantasy. One of the biggest complaints was that there was only two songs for Cloud um, added into the game. But in this one, they added a ton. So um, that's exciting. Uh, Aeris themes in there. Um, when One Winged Angels in there. And then a remix of that. Um, the main theme of Final Fantasy VII. So a lot of really cool songs they added, which is really exciting. I'm pretty stoked Sephiroth got added. So um and nintendo ruined everyone's dreams of gino being added because gino got the uh me costume treatment so oh, sorry guys no gino that stinks which sucks <laughs> but um it's so i was thinking about this real quick before you guys go um people didn't know who sephiroth was like kids younger than me Oh, no. When they added, yeah, which I was like, oh man, like I can't imagine Gino being added. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah, because Mario RPG, I mean, it's not obscure for us, but no, but for for people that yeah are are ten years younger than fifteen years 50. younger than me. Yeah, like my friends are online, like we're online when Sephiroth, and everyone's like, I don't know who this is, but it looks pretty awesome. I was like, yeah. oh god, I read that to that point, or like too old. Final yeah. Fantasy Seven, like Sephiroth was in a game this year. Yeah, uh, so well, that really that's funny. just it. I mean, yeah, Mario RPG is came out in what ninety six, yeah, ninety five, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> so it made me think, oh man, probably not getting Gino now yeah. with all of that. So uh, that's it for little bits for me, though. All right, got anything, Corey? Um, I did just see that Microsoft is doing the same as Sony with cyberpunk and if you bought the game digitally you can now request a refund that's as of yesterday okay i wonder if they'll keep it on the store um... i i haven't read that they were going to remove it at all yeah, yeah I I... That. uh they they did put a disclaimer on the uh the og systems that it might not run well so wow that's crazy yeah how do you release a game like that it's fair. I, I I don't know. Um, again, it's it's the there's entirely different experiences with the, with the PC version as opposed to the console version. Like, I could see the PC. I could see this game have been have coming have been released on PC first yeah. for a little while. It would have made people upset, but so did releasing the game in its state. Um, because I for the most part, it's it's super playable. Uh, but the you know the OG versions are barely playable. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't know why you would release it. I know it's the unpopular decision, but they probably should have just done PS five, Xbox Series X, and then uh PC and then figure it out maybe a PS4, Xbox One yeah. or later. I'm sure they'll get it to a point where it's it's good and it's playable. If I mean if they could get the Witcher three to play decently on the Switch, yeah. They could probably get get it running on uh get cyberpunk running on the old old systems i mean people hate the resolution and how the game looks already they're gonna have to dial that back even more yeah it's probably one thing they'll have to do so yeah yikes yep 
Okay. Corey, anything else? No. Yeah, I don't I don't really have anything I want to discuss. Most of the stuff in the news is cyberpunk stuff and a lot of it we've already covered, so. Yeah. Um so we'll get into our weeks. Corey, start with you. Uh not much to report, really. Just I mean I don't do anything. I don't leave the apartment. <laughs> I just work. Uh, the only place I've been is the grocery store. Um, there's really not much to talk about. I've been playing a ton of video games, which is nice. Uh, we've been watching a ton of TV and movies, which is nice. Mandal, uh, did you watch the Mandalorian season finale? Oh yeah. Okay, because oh, I've heard great yeah. things. I, I've got. I'm going to watch it over probably over Christmas break. Get it's caught so- up so good and so fun and like it does have that kind of hokey sci-fi feel to it a little bit but that's part of what made star wars great and they do such a good job of capturing that and you're just so excited for all these characters it's so much fun to be a part of their journey and i don't know they're all awesome fun characters um we had a pretty cool cameo in the the finale of this season which was neat um, but yeah, like if you're, if you like star Wars at all, you definitely need to watch the Mandalorian because in my opinion, it's one of the best pieces of star Wars, uh, television or movies. Um, there's that. We've also been watching, I think I mentioned this already to you guys, but for all mankind, it's the alt history space show on Apple TV plus uh-huh. that show. I still really enjoy, um, kind of explores what would happen if the Russians beat the Americans to the moon. And at least in for all mankind, the answer is that America just goes space crazy. Um, (laughs) So I'm at the point now it's kind of a spoiler, but they're on a moon base and it's only the mid seventies. Wow. Um, We've already got a moon base there. So really cool stuff because they still try to make it realistic. It's just that one little bit of alternate history that changes the course of everything. And they're just kind of exploring that. Um, So that's a fun show. I don't know what else we've been watching. We watched uh, Jingle Jam, Christmas movie on Netflix, the musical. Jingle Jangle, Sophie's yelling from the other room. Uh, <laughs> Jingle Jangle. That, that was pretty good. What else did we watch, Soph? I feel like there was another Christmas movie that we... Oh, we just watched Muppet Christmas Carol, but I watch that every year. The Grinch we watched. Uh, just a ton of TV. I don't know. I don't have. I don't really have anything interesting to talk about. Yeah. Will, what do you got? Corey, you'll be happy to know I started watching Castlevania. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh so well I like season 1, I think it's the weakest of all the seasons. Really? So it's yeah. going to get even better. The first episode was really cool. I didn't I watched only one episode. Uh been trying to get to bed a little earlier than 5 a.m. So, uh <laughs> yeah. I only watched one episode and turned off everything to try to go to bed. Uh but yeah, I did really like it, so I will be watching watching it through so there's only like 10 episodes per season it's not very long yeah it's pretty pretty short which is which is nice um so i will be um watching that you really should watch a demon slayer i will i I got i started making a spreadsheet of all the shows i'm currently watching and it's got like 30 shows on it oh my gosh yeah wow wow if you okay i would say Demon Slayer is one of the best animes right now. Um, amazing animation, really cool story. It's pretty interesting. So I think uh, you should. I think you would appreciate that a lot too. So um, when you finish like Super or finish some shows off of that, definitely go to um, 
Demon Slayer. Uh, but that, I finally won a PlayStation 5 battle. Um, I think it was like Tuesday and Best Buy did another launch. And I was like, I'll just try whatever. I was able to get a digital version. Um, and they were doing in-store pickup for it. And I was like, cool. It was supposed to be ready to be picked up yesterday, uh, Saturday the 19th. But they delayed it, I'm guessing, because of the snowstorm. I might have played a role. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it is actually ready for pickup right now. So after this episode, oh, I'm just going to go go grab it. Nice. I have a PS5, which I'm very excited for. So um <clears throat> going to be doing that. And then the snowstorm. Holy cow. That was yeah. crazy. It was a bad one. <laughs> yeah. You guys got slammed. How much did you get where you are? I think 10 inches of snow. So that's Sorry. it keep forgetting we're on a podcast and i'm like yelling <laughs> from <laughs> the fine. other room uh yeah i think like 10 inches we were only supposed to get um three to six but it was a little bit more than they were anticipating which i know okay. was the case for you guys too yeah we were supposed to get between 12 and 20 inches was was the the estimates so i stopped i, I went out to shovel i shoveled at like six because the snow started at like two maybe so I shoveled at six it was maybe an inch or two and then I shoveled at 11.30, and it was maybe a foot or 14 inches. So I was like, all right, that's good. Uh, you know, I'll come out in the morning. I'll shovel the other 12 inches or whatever, and, and it'll be fine. It was not fine. Four feet later. <laughs> between, so between, yeah, between 11.30 when I finished shoveling and probably 7 in the morning, we got three feet of snow. We're not embellishing legitimately three, three feet, feet of snow. snow. Yeah. Uh, that's so the big event here where we are is the blizzard of 93. Uh, that's where we got the last so- snowfall of this significance. Uh, but that was over the course of three days. This was over the course of like six hours. We got that much snow. So, yeah, I shoveled Dan from probably 1030 at night until one in the morning uh, Wednesday. And uh-huh. I was like, all right, cool. The part of the reason I did that is I didn't want dad out there shoveling yeah. like almost two feet of snow. So I was like, all right, like I probably shoveled around a foot. So I was like, cool. So like he won't have that much to do. Did the driveway. It's like, all right, whatever. Don't have to worry about it. I woke up the next morning and walked outside at like 930 and I just looked and I was like, what happened? Yeah. I wish I had, because I was awake. I, I I didn't fall asleep until like 5 a.m. I was just yeah. laying in bed awake watching TV or whatever. I wish I had looked out because I I would never have seen that it snow that hard ever, you know. It um, it was crazy. Like all of the snow, like the shoveling I did was covered up by the time I finished, and I was like, ah, it's annoying, but whatever. Yeah. At least it's only like a couple inches. Yeah, but it was it was crazy. Yeah, I woke up and because my wife had gone out to shovel, like she woke up early in the morning and she wanted to shovel. She's like, because I, I woke up at like I said seven thirty maybe or whatever. She's like, just look outside, and I was just like, oh my god, yeah. Because <laughs> when you get that much snow, there's nowhere to put it. So when you're shoveling, yeah. not only you can't push it, you have to it's a shovel like 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 a normal shovel. You know, you don't just plow it off like they're like a dusting. Uh, and it, it, so you're throwing once the, the snowbanks get to a certain height, too, you have to throw it over the snowbanks. You can't just throw it up on the snowbank because it'll roll off the snow, the snowbank and back down to where you shoveled. So yeah. for those of you that are in warm climates, you have to throw the snow over the snowbanks, which I think outside my driveway, our snowbanks are like eight feet 
yeah eight feet high maybe um it's insanity <laughs> yeah and then so like you talked about will with the i don't know if did you talk about it you did on the podcast about uh snow plows there was so much snow they couldn't plow the roads really yeah. so they were doing one one lane through most of the roads just so like emergency vehicles could get through uh if need be and so i had about 15 feet of snow that was up to my chest from the end of my driveway to where I, we could get to the road if we needed to. Yeah. Uh, and it was like that for, I don't know, 24 hours maybe. Uh, and I don't live in the sticks. Like I live <laughs> right behind the school. Yeah. Uh, my property borders the school property. So um, yeah, it's, it, but it's still not, nothing's clear. Like the roads are still all frozen over and iced over and yeah. they're plowed wider now, but it's a mess for sure yeah like we um we were pretty low morale because like it took us so long to do the sidewalks and like looking at the driveway it's like oh god but luckily dave jackson was out on his like uh like tractor trailer vehicle or Mm -hmm. whatever and dad just turned around and looked and he was right like looking at us and he did the mouth of our driveway oh yeah because that's another thing so for people that haven't shoveled the snow that gets piled in front of your driveway from the snowplow is the heaviest thing you will ever lift in your life. Yeah, because that's the accumulation it's, of everything. It's frozen. It's heavy. So that's the worst part, right? So I had six-foot banks that I had to shovel out of the edge of my driveway. Yeah. And it was only you know, it was only maybe four feet wide, but six feet high of that. And it took me two hours just to do the mouth of my driveway after the plow had come through and plowed it yeah. closed again you have to shovel it in layers for one section to be able to get yep. through to the bottom of whatever you're trying to reach it, yeah. it was crazy like i told you guys off podcast like the back issues that i've had the last couple of days and the probably 100 percent from that yeah um literally crippling i because, could like go ahead i think we shoveled for like almost nine hours on thursday yeah so i, I couldn't lift my arms on friday no yeah. thir- thursday was why i did most of the shoveling I couldn't lift my arms yeah it, it was the most snow i'd ever seen and like i got into an argument with one of my friends about it uh she said no it wasn't gonna snow that much and i said no like i think we're gonna get like 10 inches like 12 inches and then i kept like jokingly calling it the calamity snowstorm <laughs> but it really came to fruition yeah that meteorology is the only job that i think you can be wrong like 85 percent of the time and still keep your job yeah was, they, uh, weren't even, they weren't close at no, all. No, we got more than double what we were supposed to get. So. <laughs> yeah. But it was also weird to see uh, Binghamton, for one, in the news, but also Newark Valley getting its day in the sun. Yeah. New York <laughs> Times. Yeah. Good morning, America. Yeah, because you had the most measured amount of snowfall. Yeah. Uh, I was getting pictures sent to me, like Johnny on his local news or whatever like showed that all everybody in florida going (laughs) right now yeah Yeah. so we're still dealing with the fallout of that uh it's it's awful yeah it's a lot of snow as if i didn't want to move south enough this is just the icing on the cake i thought of you dan while i was shoveling on thursday i was like god dan's gotta be so mad oh i was miserable (laughs) (laughs) but anyway um anything else will nah that's it for me yeah i don't really have much to talk about either uh because that was that was our week was the snowstorm so yeah yeah 
what we played, I've got two things I'll cover real quick. The winter events for uh, Animal Crossing is going on now, so uh, it's been it's been fun. Um, there's obviously the the wintertime recipes now. You get snowflakes to to build them. Uh, you get to build a snowman every day with snowballs. You got to get the right size to get the right sort of, sort of snowflake. And if you don't get the right size, the snowman mocks you for not making him the right size. So <laughs> I love that. That's fun. Uh, and then Fortnite has its winter stuff going on. I haven't done a lot of the winter games, but one one me and my daughter played was Shockwave. Uh, which is kind of similar to Smash Brothers. Uh, so instead of getting eliminated when you get shot, you you build up a damage meter, like in Smash Brothers. And the higher your damage meter is, the further you go when you're hit with a weapon. Um, so we played that a couple rounds last night. We actually won two out of the three rounds that we played. So uh, that was fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but that's all I played. Will, what do you got? Uh, do you guys want to hear me talk about Valhalla or Immortals Phoenix Rising first? Ooh, I didn't know you played Immortals. Just started it. So I'll start with that then. Yeah. Um, so I put about maybe close to two hours into that game, and I'm starting to realize that I am a sucker for two things. Ubisoft open world games at this point, and also Greek mythology in games. Because uh-huh. the whole crux of this game is it's a Greek mythology story where zeus and prometheus are narrating think bastion but instead of it narrating your moves it tells a story so like for instance they're the main character phoenix is going through for lack of a better term a shrine is essentially what they're called i can't remember what they are off the top of my head i'll get into the similarities for breath of the wild in a second and um zeus gets bored of the story so Prometheus, he basically says something happens in the game. It starts happening in game. It's like you fight a Cyclops sort of creature because he's like very disinterested with what the story is because it's kind of boring <laughs> off the start. So then Prometheus that's has funny. to like go, no, that's not what's happening. And then like has to change it. It's like really funny stuff like that. It's kind of like tongue, like pretty entertaining to me. Um, but like it's one of the most just like, I was playing it and literally laughing out loud at some of the things I was doing and like giddy with excitement. Like for example, I was fighting like a, uh, a Griffin and I couldn't hit it. And it was like kind of annoying me. So I was on an Island and there's like this version of uh, Magnesis in the game. So I just pick up this giant boulder and I tossed it literally across the Island, nailed the Griffin, kill, killed it. It goes through a forest and starts ripping through the trees and knocking them down. And I'm like, collapsing an entire forest because i threw this boulder at this griffin and kept killed it and its body went flying and it ripped through trees and like they're all collapsing it's like really cool stuff like that so like it does a lot of the breath of the wild like physics stuff with in that regard which is really cool and it has like a stamina system it's very similar to breath of the wild it's just a less um better version of breath of the wild and it's something that's available on everything and not just the nintendo switch huh. um I think you both would really, really enjoy this yeah, game. Yeah, that sounds um, great. It's kind of, uh, if you see it in the distance, you can go to it and do it. Um, there's a lot of mystery involved with the world. Like one of the things that I just like happened upon was a harp uh, that played these like notes and I had to find this big harp and translate the notes onto the big harp. Uh, mm. It's like a lot of really cool hidden side stuff like that. Um, there seems to be a, a pretty decent amount of character progression um 
I really like it. I just got the wings added, which is kind of like the paraglider version in this game. So like now I can glide through these different areas. Uh, a lot of puzzles and stuff like that. I, the runes are kind of a thing in this game too. They're different things. They're just like Greek god powers. So like the magnesis is basically one of the, the abilities that you get so you can carry heavy objects. Um, there's a lot to like about this game. I'm actually really excited to play more of it. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any questions about it? Not really. It sounds really. awesome. Yeah. Uh, the way you Combat. describe it combat's pretty cool too i would say i don't want to say it's stronger than breath of the wild but it's a little bit more uh it's a it's, little bit like assassin's creed it's, it's more like, hack and slashy right yeah definitely more hack and slashy um like breath of the wild has more depth for a lot of its mechanics this game doesn't have quite the deep amount of depths but it's still it's pretty solid um i think this game a lot of people said it's like a sleeper hit and I kind of agree with that so far. I think it's a game that's not going to get enough credit for how kind of awesome it is. Granted, I'm only two hours in. A lot can change within that time. But sure. my first impression of it, very highly thought of so far. Picked a bad time to come out, too. I mean, if it wanted attention. Yeah. I mean, Ubisoft put out three open world games in the course of three months. With Valhalla being... Whew, I put 115 hours in Valhalla. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so... I beat it. I beat the main story. Hey, well done. Um, I have to do the Order of the Ancients. That's something that I'm going to work on. But I'm taking a break because, again, I put 115 hours. I did all of the collectibles for all of the areas. So, like, there's an achievement for doing, like, all of the mysteries, wealth, and artifacts for all the areas. So I did that. Uh, hit max level. Um, so really, I'm just kind of working my way through the, the order, which is going to take a bit. Big complaint with the order, though they have the character and they like black it out but it's not blacked out enough i very clearly know who the head of it is uh -huh. <laughs> having played the game and being a little bit of a detective and seeing this character so i 100 percent know who the 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 father of the order is so oh. that's kind of a bummer i have a i have a suspicion on who it is already but i haven't compared it to the the silhouette version of the it yeah, don't if you don't want to be confirmed. Okay. Don't don't look at the silhouette. Okay. Because it was it's very clear who it was the the whole time. And I think like yeah, you can tell who all of the order peak characters are, but really only so far from what I've seen two of them pertain to the main story. Um so I don't know how far Dan, I know you haven't played in a while, Core. I don't know where you left off cuz you were playing Cyberpunk, but was it where we last talked? Yeah, I haven't played since we talked last. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so um, just look, the game does a lot of things right, though. Like when you assassinate an Order of the Ancients character, it does that like dialogue where you go to the the like um, the gates. Black, are, yeah, yeah, exactly. The gates of hell time. Something. Yeah, it might be. I'm not sure. And like you and Odin talk to the cult member, not the cult. It's essentially the cult of Cosmos. Yeah. Uh, so I've been calling it the cult a lot. But yeah, you had like a brief conversation with them um, where they try to tell you what they're doing is justified. And yeah, it's like an existential conversation that's always... Yeah, the old Assassin's Creed game used to do that. And I always really liked that. Um, but in this, like the last couple with the Origins and then Odyssey, they did not have that sort of thing. So it was really cool that they, they did have that added back into the game. Um, so I did enjoy that. The ending the game just kind of ended. I was very surprised by that. Um, hmm. Didn't really love it. 
but didn't yeah. hate it. Like I like the story with Sigurd quite a bit because it didn't go where I thought it was going to go, uh, which is really cool. And yeah, it's really hard to not spoil too much, but I will say I really like Valhalla. I think there's too much game in there. Um, I kind of wish I beelined more of the main story, but there's some really cool moments. Like some of the arcs were really cool. Like the uh, Eversher Shire is like one of my favorite ones up in the north. Uh, I love that. I love the story that to- told. I like Yorvik quite a bit because a lot of these different arcs and sagas kind of interconnected with some of the characters, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed that. Um, the final battle was pretty cool as well that you do. Um, Solid game. I did end up liking Eivor a lot more than I thought I was going to. Eivor did grow on me quite a bit. Still don't love Eivor as much as Cassandra, but still really liked her. Um, again, I do love Valhalla quite a bit. It's going to be in contention for Game of the Year. I still think Odyssey is a better game. Just because this doesn't really feel like any meaningful progression at all for any of the character uh, elements, other than the abilities you get from the skill tree. I don't think I hard... I hardly noticed any, like buffs to my character yeah sure bit of a bummer right like yeah like i just remember like every ability i picked in odyssey i was like oh it's so cool you know like doing all this stuff and a lot of that's back but you find books of knowledge to do this stuff versus actually having these abilities so like the character progression was very much lacking in my opinion um armor got a little bit better uh but still like i used the raven clan stuff for most of the game too so it's like I didn't really change too much other than the cosmetic change that happened when you upgraded. Yeah. Um, I mean, settlements almost maxed out too. Um, I just think going back to the armor stuff, like in in Odyssey, I just remember like every time you got a better piece of equipment and put it on, it it was always a little bit cooler than the last thing you had, and you're just like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, it had that kind of MMORPG feel where you know you want your character to look unique, yeah, cool, you know but I, Valhalla doesn't do it. I, I I can see why, I guess, because, I don't know. I guess that maybe wouldn't occur to people who... I don't know where I'm going with this. It's it's it, To me, it's just like Odyssey is such a perfect game that they had to change something, right? Yeah. So, like, is that the thing they decided to change? Why? I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to be a part of those conversations where they changed well, that. I know some people didn't like all the gear that you got in odyssey why though like what's the criticism i don't know too much stuff inventory not management. assassin's creed oh, who cares? Ah. make a great game that's all that i care about i think what ubisoft did with this game is they wore two different hats it was trying to appeal to the old school assassin's creed fans okay. so like i mean really no matter what level your character was um you could go do the harder level stuff because you could just go stealth assassinate everything in one hit which People love that. Uh, to me, I'm like, okay, like I'm underleveled for this area. I will come back. I don't need to do this spot right now. So, like, really, the game was a lot easier than Odyssey, in my opinion. But it was also trying to appeal to the people who liked Origins and Odyssey. So it was like trying to appeal to both of that. And I think it just kind of cannibalized each other a little bit. Um, again, it's still really a good game. A lot of my complaints with it are because i love odyssey yeah it's because i love the assassin's creed games the most recent trilogy and like think very highly of them so a lot of the side stuff that they added that bothered me like i'm gonna call it out because i did love odyssey so much i had barely any complaints about that game uh so i'm also and i'm also trying to look at games a little bit more critically recently and 
there are some things that Valhalla lacks, but I still think this is one of the best games of the year. Yeah. So I agree with that, which is high praise for it. I mean, fantastic game, a lot of bugs. They're ironing them out. It plays a lot better. Um, Yeah. I think everybody should play it. Just don't put 115 hours into it. Yeah. I was headed that way. I think. It's a lot, Dan. Because, like, it was all right because I would go to these new areas and just do all of the side stuff. So I'd just, like, listen to a podcast or have YouTube going. Uh-huh. Uh, so, like, I kind of kept myself entertained by other mediums other than doing the monotony of just doing the same things at each area over and over and over again. Um, like, I, if I had to throw one more exploding barrel at a brick wall, I was going to lose my mind. Oh, Luckily, yeah. the arrow thing did end up being, like, working. I think they that was bugged, but now it works. for The exploding arrow works now? yeah oh good which yeah. i was getting so frustrated trying to find barrels to throw i'm with walls. you that, it's super annoying it's not fun yeah at all. It, it's like unnecessary uh filler to buff yeah. out the game length well and that to me that's one of those things that like if they did any sort of focus testing i feel like they'd understand that this is not not a fun mechanic sorry like, yeah it's okay to use it in a couple spots as like a unique challenge but I don't know when you're when you're walking uh, several hundred meters away to find an exploding barrel just to bring it back to explode the thing. Like, come on, walking very slowly. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I messaged. I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but I messaged you guys that Avor is the slowest of any of the assassins. Um, and it shows. Wise, yeah. It's like tw- they would run a hundred meter dash. She would run a hundred meter, or he. Is it? A, is it both genders? Yeah. Yeah. Um would run a hundred meter dash in 27 seconds which is super slow like wow. uh, i think the the 90 year old guy set the record at like i want to say like 19 seconds or something like that so yeah like, this is really slow this yeah character. yeah which which we talked i think uh, dan mentioned it was because like they're wearing a lot of fur which that, that's true um i think where it shows is like when you're chasing the artifacts um the tattoo stuff in the different areas unless like doing the parkour that's set up for you for that doesn't really work in my opinion because like it works but avor is just so slow and doesn't climb things quick at yeah. all yeah. uh so like it kind of just behooves you to jump off and follow it from the ground where you can just sprint without having to like get slowed down by anything and god forbid if something like your character does something you don't want it to do and then mm-hmm. like you have to start over and go back it's just like it, it goes to show you that the parkour is not as good in this game, even though there's not as much of it anymore. Yeah. So um, I don't know if that's just because Avor is slower or whatever, but yeah, I mean, it, it kind of shows again, though the, the game still, it, cause I complain about it way more than I talk about the things that I like, but right. I think it's because only because it's obvious that we all really love the game. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's my Valhalla speech. I will come back to do the order of the ancients. It's just, I know who it is at this point. So it's kind of like, well, okay sure oh well yeah that's it for me though dan okay Corey, what do you got um i think i'm gonna hold off on talking about cross code only because i'm pretty sure i'm gonna give that a little more time and i've really only uh-huh. played like 30 minutes of it so i wouldn't really do it justice i guess the quick synopsis on that is that it's a, a snes era zelda game mixed with the jrpg Ooh. um which sounded promising to me, so I jumped into it. And for what I've played so far, I really like it. Um, 
And I think part of the reason why is it was refreshing to go from a game that is doing a ton of things and failing at many of them and then going to play a, just a solidly well-polished, no bugs uh, kind of retro RPG is, is refreshing. Um, but the other game I played is Yes, Your Grace. Both these games have been on my periphery for a while. I know that they're good games. I'm, I've been curious in them about them, um, but I only just pulled the trigger last night because I was getting a little sick of Cyberpunk. Um, yes, Your Grace is a sim. You play the king of this relatively small kingdom. Uh, you have three daughters and a wife, and you're managing the day-to-day -day of the castle and the surrounding area. Uh, there is a little bit of free roam, but it's it's very limited. It's it, it plays almost like an NES, an NES game. That's how simple the free roam part of the game is, where you're just kind of walking around the castle talking to people. Um, but the most of what you're doing is sitting on your throne and your whatchamacallits, um, the peasants in your kingdom or I don't know, what's the word for anybody in your kingdom? Villagers. Yeah, villagers. There's a word, constituents. I don't know if that's the right word. But they're coming up and, and asking you questions and asking you to do things. And you have to decide what you want to help, who you want to help, and who you want to let go, and how you want to do it. Um, you're managing four resources. It's gold, it's supplies, it's army, and it's contentment. Um, and you have to balance those four things by helping certain people that will improve the contentment of your um, kingdom. But then you also need to make sure you have enough gold to do what you want to do. You have to make sure you have enough supplies to keep your people taken care of. Uh, and then those decisions you make have repercussions down the line. Like one guy came and asked me for a bunch of gold because his whatever got stolen. And I told him no. And then the next week, uh, somebody comes to the throne and tells me that there's a robber that's been going around lying to kings and asking for money. And they're like, I don't know if you gave that person money, but I hope you didn't. I'm like, well, I didn't. So good <laughs> um yeah but i don't know it's there's a lot of like uh familial politics going on like you have this daughter that's ready to be married and you have this war that's on your doorstep and this king comes and makes you an offer you know will you marry off your daughter i'll give you all this supplies and and you do and i don't want to spoil anything but it doesn't work out as planned um so it's just a lot of those it's a lot of those uh, small decisions that have lasting effects with the added element of resource management, just making sure you have enough of what you need. Um, so let's game about decision-making really. Mm -hmm. Is cool. this, where'd you play this on again? Game pass. Game pass. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Pretty fun. It scratches that SIM strategy itch just enough. Uh, I don't know if I'll go back to it now that I've experienced it. I, I think there is a, a fun gameplay loop there for people that are really interested in that kind of game. Uh, just for me right now, I have things I'd rather play a little bit more. It's a tough end of the year. There's a lot of things to play right now. Yep. Yes, there is. Especially with the thummies coming up. Yeah, what's the plan for that? Probably the same format as last year. Well, I don't remember. We did, we talked out the the categories live and figured oh. out figured out our winners live. Oh, I like so the we just came with like a list of games that we thought yep. and then talked about. It. Gotcha. Yep. I, I like doing the voting, but uh, I mean, a lot of us have played a lot less this year. Yeah. Well, it's been yeah. a trend, but just in general, so it's kind of easier that we have. I don't know, 10 new games maybe to talk about to just be like, okay, what do you think should win this? Yeah. 
yeah, I'll probably go over the categories this this upcoming week, and we'll figure out which ones we want to change or add or remove or what have you. So, Corey, I asked Dan what he thought about this category, and I want to ask what you think. Favorite game that's not game of the year for the year? Because I look at games like Age of Calamity. Um, where is the other one? Uh, Pokemon, or not Pokemon, uh, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Great games, but not game of the year worthy, but some of my favorite games of the year. Um, I'm good with it. I, I usually, like, in that respect, that all our other rewards kind of capture that for me. Okay. But I understand, like, that situation could be different for you. Like, um, you know, best rainy day game. That's, like, yeah, that's true. Give that kind of award to, or like, uh, there was another one I was just thinking of that escaped my oh best ambassador game yeah um that would be one that it could fall under I don't know we have a few awards that that do that for me but if you want to make a separate one that's fine I just I think in my case it would be a game that I'm giving an award elsewhere okay that's fine I was just Kelly really trying to think like oh if if we wanted to add any categories if anything can ch- if we want to change anything and I was like the only one I could really think of for a category that I would be curious on what you guys thought was that one. Yeah, I'm good with it. It makes no difference to me. Uh, what did did what did we end up doing with the award like best last year's best 2020 best 2019's 2020 game of the year? You know what I'm talking still, about? Yeah, we still have that. Oh yeah. Did we change it to like best old game? We added best. So it wasn't just the game last year. It could be from any year. Didn't? Yeah, we? I think. Oh, we added the old faithful. The old faithful. Okay, that, Which... that's what I'm thinking of what we keep returning to yeah. yeah okay all right uh we do have a piece of feedback nice is it tito it is tito ah perfect nice. so tito says hello i managed to grab a ps5 and i've had it for a few weeks uh i've enjoyed it it's big but one of the features i like most is the built-in microphone the speaker on the controller still sucks but it's convenient to be able to talk with friends with nothing but a controller the advanced haptics in the controller are indeed great. It's a great controller for PS4, made even better, and does feel the most next-gen. Hopefully devs utilize its potential. The coolest thing, though, is that there's a PlayStation Plus collection where some of PlayStation's biggest hits are free with a subscription. Uh, so since there weren't a lot of games I was interested in on launch, I've been playing God of War on PS5, and man, it's a fantastic choice to play for the next-gen. It's gorgeous, runs buttery smooth at 60 frames per second, and it's way more game than I imagined. I was expecting a Naughty Dog-esque 20-hour ride, but I feel like I'm 40 hours in and still haven't been to all the realms. By the way, God of War is awesome. In other news, I have five hours in Cyberpunk 2077, as I am going to wait to play it at a much later date. I bought it for PC via via GOG, GOG, uh, and I have... Well, I haven't had many bug problems. In fact, the only stumbling block I've had is how blurry the game looks. It took me most of the day to get settings I was happy with, but anyways, the biggest problem I've seen are people's reports of crappy AI, which I also experienced and really hate. The AI in this game is atrocious. I think there's a good game in Cyberpunk, and I'm sure it's going to come out great. I was really hoping to enjoy my first CD Projekt Red game, but man, I find it mind-boggling the state this game is in. From missing options in the settings menu to AI that just seems to have been barely implemented into the game, resulting in some funny videos people have been sharing online. I'm just going to wait. Maybe I'll dabble more into the story here and there. But yeah, kind of disappointed. Seeing basic things missing in this game made me think of an episode idea. If you could make a video game Bible, 
Of the basic necessities just about every PC game should have, what are some of the commandments you'd have? For example, PC games should always give you the option to adjust field of view and key bindings. Uh, Anti-aliasing should never be forced. RPGs should have a walk button always. Do not implement mouse acceleration as default. Stop turning on motion blur and chromatic aberration as the default. These are just some ideas. I used to have a lot more, and I'm uh, uh, and I'm deciding to write them down uh, when I think of them. But this is kind of Bible that details the features every game should always have. Of course, these are my opinions, but the goal is to sniff out what appears to be universal. Uh, I would hope that means that the code to these features are also universal and available to devs instead of having to rebuild the wheel over and over again. This, of course, depends on the engine, but I just get so baffled when basic features present in games for the last couple decades happens to not have been implemented in a new big budget game. For example, Horizon, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, was originally not going to include a field of view slider for the PC release until fans pretty much forced it to be in the game. I can't kind of rambled a, a bit. Uh, I kind of rambled there at the end since I'm writing this quickly. Merry holidays and happy gaming. Thanks, Tito. So thank, thanks, Tito. Uh, first of all, congrats on the PS5. Will's going to be able to talk a little bit more about that next episode. Oh, yeah. Any thoughts? Corey, you're muted. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I wonder how much of what I said you guys missed. But. Um... Did you did your chip date change again, Will? Uh, it's ready to be picked up right now. Oh, well, yeah. what are you doing here? Go get it. I have an obligation to do a podcast. I'm teasing. Um, I'll go right now. Yeah, so some of the stuff that Tito was touching on there was was one of like kind of prompted me to say earlier in the episode. I feel like this was a AAA game made by a bunch of inexperienced developers because it's just some of those decisions that just they're just head scratchers. I don't know. Um, and I think the idea of having a uh, Bible of must-haves is something that every development company should have, and I don't know if CD Projekt Red has one. Muted myself again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know there's a lot of roadblocks along the way that prevent you know, people from delivering on the perfect vision of a project, but... Uh, I don't know. I agree with them. And I've also been thinking in that vein, just to expand it out to like all games, the things that I really like in games. And I think Odyssey really helped me identify a lot of those things because in my mind, it's one of the most perfect games out there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to think about that. I mean, I've got, I've got a few, obviously I'm the, the frame rate queen. So yeah. I would have to say <laughs> 60 frames per second minimum. Uh, and then any, you know, anything above, even, even in, uh, games that you wouldn't necessarily think you that would benefit from 60 frames I, th I think everything needs to be at least 60 frames um just seeing the repeat frames and anything is just not not good mm -hmm. um, i agree with you there so uh even stuff played on phone on your phone is better in high refresh rates than than 60 or or lower than 60 rather um it's nice to see some phones are starting to come out like i know the new samsung phones have 90 hertz displays mm -hmm. Uh, the Razer phone has had 120 hertz displays. So, what does the iPhone have? Do you have any idea? It's probably 60. I think well, most are 60. Um, they're just starting to come out with new, uh, high refresh rates. So, 60. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't know the PlayStation controller had a built-in microphone, but why does Xbox not do that? I don't think so. Yeah. I think you have to have a headset. Jeez. I mean, speaking of things that are like no-brainers, you know. No word. Oh, I think it's on the back of the controller. That's neat. Yeah, it's a neat controller. Like, it's really cool. I've just been staring at it for like two months. <laughs> yeah, I will say, having held it, um, I think that this might be the first time since the original Xbox. Well, not the original Xbox controller, but the mini. Remember, they had the big giant one. Yeah. One yeah. That, that um, this is the first time that I think Sony has put out a better controller than Microsoft for this uh. generation. There's, there is potential for that. I mean, Microsoft didn't really change much other than the, like, the back of it has a little bit more of a gritty substance as opposed to just being completely smooth. It's smaller too, isn't it? Yeah, more compact. There's another button, the share button, that I hit almost every single day. That's a good button. That's how I, I send you, when I send you guys my game screenshots. That's, that's why. Oh, uh-huh. okay. It's nice because you press that button, takes the screenshot, uploads it to the cloud, and then I just pull it from my phone with the Xbox app. Does it post it like on a wall automatically, or does it just no, go on a cloud? No, it just saves it in your in your library, and okay. and then I just pull it from the Xbox app and share it with you guys. I was curious because I've posted a lot of or hit that button so many times, thinking it was hitting the pause button, and the amount of stupid screenshots that I've taken by accident. I was like, oh god, I hope people aren't like, why is he posting that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think they go anywhere. That it's happens to me too. with the Switch a lot. I accidentally hit the capture Screenshot. button. <laughs> okay. Uh, any other thoughts? None for me. No. Okay. Uh, we'll be back. I I don't know if we'll be back next week based on the holiday, but uh, if not, then we'll probably have. I don't I, I don't know what the day, upcoming days are, so we'll probably have the thummies. If if not next week, then maybe the week after, right? Yeah, th- thummies will probably be the next episode, right? Yeah, if I had to, if I had to guess, so it'll probably be next weekend but i'm not entirely sure yeah so um anything else guys nah nah all right that'll do it for episode 481 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan um well Corey. thanks for listening and get out of my basement <laughs>